It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Hello and welcome back to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's mental health podcast. I'm Rachel Moss, Metro's lifestyle editor, and today I'm going to be joined by entrepreneur Joe Proud. She was backed by all five dragons when she appeared on BBC One show Dragon's Den, when she showcased her business Mood Bears, which is all about helping people express their emotions. We'll be chatting about her personal experience and why she thinks teddy bears will help us get us talking about mental health. But before that, we've been hearing from you. As always, our lovely listeners have been telling us what they've been doing to support their mental health this week. I have been challenging myself to have some no phone time. Um, I had a afternoon off work and a no phone afternoon so that I physically could not check on all the emails and Slack messages that I've missed out on. Um, and it was great, actually. It just really made me feel a lot calmer and that I properly checked out for a change and it's something I'm going to be doing far more often. So I definitely recommend every now and then going for a walk and leaving your phone at home. I walk my son to school every morning. We love the five-minute walk, listening to birdsong. That does more for my mental health than anything else I know. Looking after my mindset. So the first thing I do is make sure that I have a clear understanding of what I'm going to be doing for the week, have some clear things that I can achieve, some clear things that are going to stretch me, uh, and some clear things that I'm going to enjoy myself. I also make sure I place some space in my week uh, so that I can just relax and be. I'm a human being, not just a human doing. Mentally so Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. For those who haven't seen Mood Bears, can you explain a little bit about what they are? So Mood Bears are teddy bears. Thank you also for having me on. I very, very much appreciate it. Thank you for your time. But Mood Bears are teddy bears. They're eight teddy bears that I designed back in 2019 into January 2020. And they are there to help children and adults understand the thoughts, feelings, emotions, and talk about the way they feel. So it helps with mental health. It helps with anxiety problems. It helps with lots and lots of problems that children are struggling to talk about the way they feel as well as adults as well. And they since the launch in January 2020, they're global now. So they're doing very, very well. So all the bears are different colours and I know they've all got different moods. So there's things like happy bear and sad bear. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So each one has a poem. The poem is that everybody remembers poems, don't they? You know, I think back to when I was at school and I can remember nursery rhymes. So when I was four, you know, 41 years ago, I could still remember nursery rhymes. So I gave everyone a poem and the poems are there again. So, for instance, Sad Bear, Sad Bear's poem, when you read it, it takes your sad away and makes you feel a lot better. We have Nervous Bear. Nervous Bear takes your anxiety away. They're all there for a reason to help you. um, And they seem to be doing very well. So I'm hoping this continues and it helps a lot more children and adults out there that need it. Yeah, it's it's a lovely idea. So I guess as well, children can potentially choose a bear that best sums up what they're feeling if they're struggling to express what they're feeling to a parent or guardian or is is that right definitely i mean not just that but you know schools are using them hospitals are using them in, in children's wards as well care homes are using them for the elderly there's, there's lots of places out there that are using them it's, it's a very important resource of their daily daily work so 
you don't just have to have you don't have to have all of them you can just have your favorite and they all you know like for instance can't bear can't bear's there to help you get through your day and to, to help you calm and keep you calm and help you through your anxious moments of your day you don't have to have them all because they all are there for a reason and, and a lot of them overlap their feelings as well which helps I know you were inspired to create the collection of bears when you were going through a difficult period relating to your own mental health. Would you mind telling us a bit about that and what you were going through at the time? Yeah, of course I can. I think I think everyone struggles at some point in their life, more than others, some not as much so. And I think, you know, we get up in the morning to that typical rat race on a Monday morning, up you get, do your chores. We're all very, we live in that routine, don't we, of school drop-off, of work, of what we're going to have for tea and and I think sometimes it hits you that, you know, you struggle sometimes and you struggle to get through daily chores at the best that you could. And I went through a really hard time of doing that. You know, I've, I come from a very, very successful family. We work hard. We've got very successful businesses, staffing issues we, we were having at the time with staff problems, with people, staff members causing problems between each other, between different members of staff. And it, and it all seemed to get very hard. And I did really struggle. And But trying to continue when you're struggling, it builds up and up and up and up, and then you struggle more and more. And this went on for quite a few months of me really struggling to try and get through a normal day the best that I could. And I've got three children, three lovely children. I didn't want it to rub off onto them because they were doing so well at school. I didn't want them to see me upset. I wanted them to see me continue the best that I could. I wanted to continue and, you know, work hard to get the things that they wanted in life. And and my husband's a hard worker as well. He's got his own business too. And I didn't want it to rub off onto him as well. And you know what, you know, if if you down yourself, it rubs off to the rest of the family. The rest of the family struggle. They tiptoe around you because they know you're upset. So there was lots and lots of things that triggered why I felt so down and why I was so unhappy. In the end, you know, I had some friends say to me, you need to go and see the GP. You need to go to the doctor. You need to get, you know, take some tablets. They'll make you better. They'll get you through. They'll they'll help you continue and and, and get over this. And I thought, but why? You know, how is that tablet going to help me? Why is is that right for me? Someone said, go and see a counsellor. I did. It made me feel even worse because you make you talk about the way you feel. Why do you feel like that? Let's take you back to your childhood. I didn't have the best childhood growing up, you know, and that's probably part of it as I've got older. But I did go to the doctors and we all know the NHS is not the best at the minute. We all know how tight their resources are and how desperate and short staff they are. I understand that. But to walk in there and to sit in a chair and completely sob your heart out to someone that you've never met before it's not easy even give you eye contact and to write a prescription within two minutes and say I'll see you in four weeks time if you're not feeling any better I'm not saying there's any right or wrong answer and I'm not saying anyone can wave a magic wand to make you feel better but it didn't help I came home with a prescription I stood in my bathroom looked at the prescription and I thought I can't do this you know it's not going to take those feelings away it's not going to get rid of it it's just going to mask them I need to try and occupy my mind. So during sleepless nights, we all know in the middle of the night, it's a long time, isn't it, when you are awake? Two o'clock in the morning seems a lifetime away from when your alarm's going to go off at six o'clock. So I used to get up in my bedrooms downstairs and as you walk through my bedroom door, I've got a dining room table and I sit at that dining room table and I used to just draw things that made me feel better and made me happy and take that time away. I drew flowers because I love the garden. I drew things that made me happy. And I'm no drawer, you know, my drawings are appalling, they're awful, but it it helped these little doodles. Um, 
And I drew a teddy bear. I do genuinely love teddy bears. I've got a house full of teddy bears, ones that I've grown up with that I've kept because they're sentimental and ones in cabinets that are worth a lot of money. You know, I, I do genuinely love teddy bears. But I drew a teddy bear and I, and I coloured him yellow. Yellow reminds me of the sunshine. I love the summer. I love holidays. And yellow just reminds me of, of those happy times that I have in the sun when I'm on holiday. And I gave him little happy feet, just to, smiley feet to make me happy. And I just thought, you know what? That's really cute, that little drawing. I'm going to have it made. So I had it made. I found a factory online, made them sign a disclaimer, said, please, would you make this one teddy bear just for me? And it took three weeks to come. And when it came, it really, really made me smile. I opened this one little cardboard box and here he's here. Here he is. <laughs> ah, the original he, one. His original. I took him out of that box and my face lit up. My husband says, that's the first time I've seen you smile in about 18 months. And I thought, you know what? If that can do that to me, if that's all I needed was something just to hold, just to cuddle, just to look at and remind you of all the happy things that make you smile again, I could do that to thousands of people. So I gambled and I ordered a 40-foot container of teddy bears from the factory. I just started to donate them. I took some to my local children's ward, to schools, to hospitals. And instantly, within days, the feedback was outstanding, you know, from, from professional people saying, these teddy bears are amazing. They're the best resource we've ever used. You know, they're helping children, they're helping adults, they're helping through the most difficult time in their life. You know, whether they've just lost somebody, whether their child's just been diagnosed with, with a terminal illness, you know, they're really, really helping, not just the patients, but the family members, the siblings of those children, the children of the parents that are poorly, children in schools that are struggling. So talking about how they feel, and it's just continued. It's just been a massive snowball since then, really. It's just had that knock-on effect to so many. And it, and it and it's pushed me more, you know. It's made me think if the more people I can help, the better. And I think it's given me that focus more than anything. And to keep your mind so active, you know, you, you're a very easy person to feel so down. It's, you know, it's done me a massive favour and it's helped me. And to see those people with those smiles on their faces when they've not smiled for so long is... You know, massively uplifting and, and, and very heartwarming. Mm, it's um, fantastic to hear about how almost this movement of you know mental health support has spread, and from this one drawing at the start is quite incredible. How was that work pressure and stress sort of manifesting itself in the rest of your life? In what other ways did it impact you? It almost made me a prisoner in my own home. You know, not wanting to go out not wanting to see people, not wanting to go to my local shops. And when at the time I had children that couldn't drive, I was their taxi, you know, mummy, please can we go shopping? Please can we do this on the day off? And I couldn't go. The only way I could go is if I went miles out where I wouldn't see anyone who knew that I knew I didn't need to talk to. You know, I'd, I'd end up driving a hundred miles just to go to a local shop because it made me feel more comfortable. It had a huge effect on my life, you know, massive. I bought myself a little holiday home 200 miles away in Dorset because I knew I could go. It almost felt like my safe space. You know, I'd go and my shoulders would drop as soon as I'd drive into the coast. And I didn't know anybody there. It was it was like a whole new planet that I'd gone to. And then I could go out to the local shops and do things that my children wanted to do. But within my local area, within a 20, 30 mile radius, I couldn't go out anywhere. I was literally like a prisoner in my own home. 
That sounds incredibly difficult. Would you describe it as social anxiety or or how would you describe it actually? I don't want to put words into your mouth. I don't think there'd be any words for it because I don't actually know why I couldn't do it and why I felt the way I did. I can't. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Anxiety to one person probably feels completely different to somebody else. How do we describe these feelings? I just know I couldn't do it. I couldn't go to my local anywhere, even to my local doctor's surgery. You know, it was in my village. I've got, I live in a very, very small village, the local shop. And, and to be fair, even now I can go to my local shopping centre, but my very, very local shop, I still struggle with now because of having to talk to someone that I know or it's always going to be hard but I'm so much better now than what I was this time last year definitely I could go eight minutes down the road and go to a huge shopping centre that's there but I couldn't have done that last year it it did affect me massively. Are there any coping mechanisms that you've learned for dealing with these kind of feelings that might be useful to share with other people? I think you just take one step at a time and don't push yourself that's, I think if you push yourself to force yourself to do it, thinking, come on, pull yourself together, you know, good old, like my mum would have said to me, my mum's very old school, very much pull yourself together, go on, get out there, there's nothing wrong with you. You can't, you can't push yourself, you just end up back at square one again, you've just got to do it gradually, one step at a time. Well, you did push yourself in making these bears though, and we're really glad to that they've helped you and so many other people. Um, let's talk a bit about that and your appearance on Dragon's Den. Why did you decide to go on there? And can you tell us a bit about how that experience felt? It was um, it, all I can describe it as, and a lot of people said, what was that like? So I sat during COVID, because COVID hit not, not long after I launched the teddy bears, which was fine because we could order them online. It was all absolutely fine. I could drop them off at hospitals outside of the doors. The nurses could then come out and take them off. So it continued very, very normal and very well. So during COVID then, something popped up on, on my social media feed about, you know, could could you brave to, to enter the Dragon's Den and 
And I thought, you know, that could potentially get them out to more people, not just in the UK, but globally as well. And I know it's a UK program, but it is streamed all over the world. You know, the Shark Tank in America, and I think they all interlink with each other. It was a friend of mine, actually, who just says, I'll fill up the application and send it off. Let's see what happens. And that was during COVID. And then when we started to get back to a little bit of normality, I went away on holiday with my children, sat at dinner time in Dubai, actually, and had an email pop up from the BBC to say, hi, Joe, we've been trying to get hold of you and your your phone is, is ringing overseas. Are you able to talk? So I emailed her straight back and said, I'm back tomorrow. I'll, I'll call you. And she just said, we'd love you on the programme. And it was one of those fears, but you knew you needed to try and get through it. And and almost that opportunity that if you didn't do it, you probably never get that opportunity again. And and again, it, you know, it just gave me a focus of building that courage up to learn the figures, to go through the accounts, to sit. And nobody knows that business like you do yourself when you own a business. I can honestly say what you see on the TV is exactly how it is. You know, you walk in that lift, you don't meet those dragons until those doors open. It is the most bizarre experience I've ever been through. And all I can describe it as, you're like a human yo-yo, that someone's got you on your finger like a yo-yo, they let go and they pull you back. And that's how it is in the den. You don't remember a lot. I think your, your, your adrenaline is so high, that something just takes over. And I'm, God's honest truth, I never expected all five to go, we'd love to be part and help you build that business. I didn't expect that at all. So yeah, it was amazing. I can't remember a great deal. Again, I think it was just, I must, my adrenaline must have been crazy, but it was lovely, you know, and it's been great since. And I thought, you know, it's going to go, something's going to be in the papers that someone's going to be awful about the teddy bears and say, what an awful idea. But all it was, was amazing. You know, one story after another was how these bears were helping so many. So again, you know, something that I was worrying about for no reason, it it turned out very positive. And since then, the bears have just grown even bigger and stronger, which is amazing. Obviously, Dragon's Den gave you a bit more financial backing to grow the business, but also this huge platform. And you've gained some celebrity followers, which is quite fun, that people like Peter Andre are fans of the Bears and Fern McCann, who we've actually also had on the podcast recently, uh, apparently has some of the Bears. Why do you think they've resonated with so many people? Like I said earlier, I think we all go through a difficult time. And I think when you can see that people struggle to talk about feelings you know we all live in in a busy life and it's very difficult to talk to some people sometimes because you almost feel like that burden don't you I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk to my friend of our feel or I don't want to talk to my sister our feel or my mom or anybody that you know because you almost feel like everybody's got problems do you want to offload your problems onto somebody else's problems people get that and people see it and people see that they want to help their child grow up that it's normal to feel sad some days, you know, it's normal to get up in the morning and feel a bit upset. That's all normal part of life. But to be able to look at that teddy bear and not have to tell someone you're feeling like that, but for a child to pick up a happy bear and think, oh, you know, actually that child's happy today or that child's feeling a bit sad today and maybe we can do something about that to make that child feel happy again or even that adult. And I think that's that's why they've seen it. And then like, like Peter Andre said, his little boy uses his bears most days and he'd pick a bear up because he was feeling a bit sad or a bit anxious and Peter could see that whereas perhaps he wouldn't tell his dad he felt that way but picking that bear up his dad could see that he was feeling that way and and I think that's why it spread so fast is because 
they clearly work. What do you think we need to do to get people talking more? I mean, it's amazing that these bears are kind of providing a gateway for children and adults to start talking about their mental health. But I also think it's terribly sad that so many people feel like they need a prompt or a prop even. What what do you think we could be doing kind of as a society to improve that? Well, I'm kind of hoping that these will help so many because I think once people get into the habit of talking more about how they feel, you know, these are even been helping children that are nonverbal that have started to talk about picking the bear up and talking that they feel happy or they feel sad or they feel anxious. You know, if, if that can spread more, you tend to find that once you talk about why you think you feel like that, it makes you feel better that you've spoke about it, you've got it off your chest, you've realised the reason why you feel like that. So you can move on and, and feel better about it again. The more people that we can get to do that, especially with the bears, even in a sad situation, even the most traumatic of situations in your life, if you find a way of talking about it and thinking about it, it just helps you get through it more. You must have heard some pretty amazing stories since you've created these bears. You've mentioned that you're working with children's hospitals, for example. Are there any individual anecdotes that really stick in your mind as, wow, that's the reason why I'm doing this? That really made me sit and think of how important these bears are was one of the head nurses from an intensive care unit rang me. Um, Just out of the blue, one morning, she said, just finished a night shift and I really needed to speak to you just to say how amazing your bears are. They'd had a lady admitted to intensive to intensive care through A&E who had, she was 34 and she'd attempted suicide. She'd got three young children all under the age of 10. They'd admitted, to, admitted her to intensive care and she wasn't going to make it. She was on life support and they were basically just keeping her alive as long as they could so her three children could say their goodbyes. And the nurse went and fetched three love bears. Three, I've got a red bear called love bear. Three love bears from the children's ward, took them down to adult intensive care and sat three bears at the end of the bed and took the children in and said to the children, this is a love bear from your mummy, just to say she's there for you. She'll always love you. And she's part of this teddy bear. And she's like, I have never, ever, ever seen children hold a teddy bear quite like it. Almost, almost got that love from it and they felt it, you know, they really felt that it was from the moment. And she said it it was that strong that even the father said, please, can I have one as well? And it was then that I thought, you know, these are making a difference. Just helping people through, no matter how big or small that problem is, it's just helping people. And it was then that I thought they clearly are, they're having a massive impact, impact on people's lives. And that's what's made me continue. Gosh, what a tragic but amazing story of how um, how your bears are helping people though. Wow. How does it make you feel when you hear stories like that? It just makes me feel that I need to get them out there even more. That's just one very, very sad story of how many millions and billions of people there are in the world. If That's why to push them out there to help more is, you know, is... It's only going to do better in the world, isn't it? It's only going to help more and more people. And how is your mental health now? You've mentioned that since you created the first bear, you know, that gave you a real boost. But I think we're all very realistic and it's not a, um, you know, one bear and everything's fixed scenario either. So how has this changed your life and how are you doing? I'll struggle a little bit. I mean, I think, again, I think everybody does in some way. I still struggle a little bit. I still struggle with the pressures of work life. And especially now these are so busy. 
But I've certainly, it certainly helped build my confidence back up. Definitely, you know, talking, getting out there more, meeting more people again, talking to strange people that you've never spoken to before and seeing that these bears have helped me. It's that that, that's helped me and it's that that's built up confidence. You know, this time last year, I wouldn't have, there's not in a million years I wouldn't have gone to my local shopping centre through fear of going there and, but I can now, I can and I win and, you know, I can get through it. So they've, they've definitely helped me 100%. Yes, like you say, it's not fits for everybody, but if it's that little step that you need before you see a professional, you know, the waiting list for counsellors are huge. If it's that step that you need to help you get your on your way to your next step, you know, that's, that's, that's massive. It's massive. We've got one final question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that's what's the most important lesson you've learned about mental health that you'd like to share with the Mentally Yours listeners? I think talk about the way you're feeling, even if it's to one person a day, anybody, write it down, leave it somewhere, but just talk about it to somebody and, and don't feel like you're a burden to someone. You've, you've just got to try and get your feelings out there. Like I say, you don't have to verbally talk to somebody. You can pick a bear up, you can write your feelings down somewhere and leave it somewhere but to make people understand if you feel the way you feel can only help you it's mentally 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 yours mentally yours mentally yours thank you so much to joe for being our guest this week on mentally yours if you've been affected by anything you've heard today please call the samaritans on 116123 you can find us on our Facebook group, Mentally Yours, and on X at Mentally YRS. And get involved. Tell us what you've been doing this week to look after your mental health. Message Pineapple Audio Production on Instagram with your voice notes. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to follow and review for more podcast episodes coming your way soon. Mentally Yours is produced by Pineapple Audio Production. Bye for now.